Trading Nut, episode 182. Because no matter who you are, what strategy you have, from all the interviews I've heard, you're going to lose money at the beginning, and then you're going to lose a little bit less, and then you're going to go to break even, and then you're going to make a little bit until you finally make a lot. I haven't heard not one person out of hundreds of interviews say anything different than that journey. The market's going to do something. Your job is not to fight it. The market never, ever runs away. It's always there. That personal diary of trading will make you a much better trader than I could be right about the direction, but wrong about the trade. Don't focus on the monetary side. Trying to make too much money on a trade is what I have seen killed every trader. Your losses offer you some of the greatest insight you can find into your mistakes. Relax, learn the process. Candlestick pattern trading is a freaking trap. Don't be in a rush to become a millionaire. Let the market tell you what the market wants to tell you. This podcast is not financial, trading, or investing advice of any kind. What's up traders, welcome to another installment of the Trading Up Podcast. I'm your host Cam Hawkins and today we've got Steve Young on the show. Now Steve's a trader from Minneapolis and he's not just any old trader, he won the first ever Trading Up Funded Cup, beating out over 3,000 other traders and making 94% in 45 days. So you're probably not going to, it's probably not going to be what you expect this, this interview is. Uh, you're probably thinking that Steve's been trading for like 20 years and, you know, this guy is top of the game, but it's going to surprise you. It's going to surprise you in a number of ways. So stay tuned. That's coming up. Uh, We also shot a video after the show where Steve breaks down what he did during the cup to get uh, this 94% return or some of what he does in his trading. So this isn't all of it. This is only some of it. Uh, He's got a couple of approaches that he uses. So guys, it's, it's ingenious Nevertheless, and a must-watch video to really get a grasp of how you could potentially approach the markets yourselves. Right, other things, talking about the Trading Nut Funded Cup, uh, my sponsors, City Traders Imperium, are helping me run this again. They've got uh, another $100,000 funding challenge up for grabs, and bear in mind, all of their funding challenges have been overhauled, so they're amazing, up to 100% profit share on one of them as well. So guys, you want to go and check that out after this show, and there'll be an ad coming up soon. And yeah, it starts middle of July. So if you want to take part in the Trading Up Funded Cup for July, middle of the July is when you want to register by, and it starts shortly after, runs for the same duration as well. I'll put a link below the video and a link in the card above, so make sure you go and click those after this or while you're watching. Now, last thing before we get into the show, the Algo Funder Mastermind build is almost complete. 10th of July is when it's going to land. If you're listening to this before then, 10th of July 2022, uh, you've got a chance to get this actual bot, the source code to it, in the Robot Builders Club, but you'll need to join before the 10th of July, at which point the price, you can still get it, but the price is going to go up for the remainder of July quite dramatically. So if you do want to get it, now is the time to jump on board and you're going to get the source code to what we built and created. It's a smart money concept order block strategy. It's got manual uh, semi-automated trading as well as a fully automated strategy, 90-odd settings in there. All right, folks, enough from me. Let's hear from my sponsor, City Traders Imperium, and then get on with the show. As you'll know, as a trader, one of the biggest issues can be coming up with enough capital to make it worthwhile. Well, the good news is my sponsor, City Traders Imperium, have solved this problem for you. Their day trading and swing trading funding programs mean you can trade between 10000 and $4 million in capital with up to 100% profit share. Yes, you get everything you make on the account. Plus, the folks at CTI have made it super stress-free 
allowing you up to six months to pass the funding challenge, which means if life gets in the way, you can park things for a while and stick to your trading plan. To check them out, click the link in the description below or in the card above. All right, folks, here we are on Trading Up. We've got Steve Young in the house. Now, if you remember this name, it is because you are part of the Trading Up Funded Cup. Steve is the winner of the Trading Up Funded Cup, the June uh, competition, and uh, he took it out with an amazing, what was it, 92% gain on the account? Was it 92%? There, there uh, yeah, almost 100. Well, about, let's see, about 94, 92, 94. 92, 94, I finished well. with 97,000 balance. 97,000 balance. Okay, so that'll be 97% gain on the account, essentially, because it was a 50K account that you started off with, eh? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean... It'd be like 94, 94, 95. Okay, yeah. anyway, doesn't matter. Um, today you guys are going to get to, <laughs> to meet it. Steve. You're going to get to find out how he got into trading, how he's now actually trading full-time, how he found the Trading Up Funded Cup and uh, and took out top spot and how he probably will go into a bit of detail around how you actually manage yourself during the cup as well. So to start off, Steve, do you want to just introduce yourself, let the guys know um, how you got into trading and you know where you're based and all that sort of thing? Yeah, yeah. Uh, my name's Steve Young. Um from Chicago, South Side of Chicago originally, South Side and South Suburbs. Uh, right now I live in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, 35, just turned 36 actually. Oh, that's another thing. Uh, the competition ended like two days before my birthday because uh, my birthday's on June 6th. Uh, so really? it was it was a nice little uh, birthday present uh, from up above, from God is what I think about it. It was like right on time. And that's so many things were lining up with this competition that I was like, man, this was meant to be. But yeah, I'm 36 now. Um, started trading about two years ago. Uh, let's see. Oh, that's, man, I swear. This is how I know it was meant to be. Okay, so right when the pandemic started, I got fired. I was working at a, a warehouse job. I was uh, loading pallets for a food company. And um, I was doing that for a few months. And, you know, I went to college. And so I have a degree in business and all that, but just my life played out. I ended up working at a warehouse job in the factory doing that for a few months. It was backbreaking. I was horrible at it. Like I thought I was in good physical shape, but you work at a factory, you might find out something different. That's what I found out. So I was horrible at it. And so I got fired. I got, I knew I was going to get fired for a while. And the day I, they finally did it, the pandemic and lockdowns were announced like two days later. So I ended up getting unemployment, the crazy unemployment they were giving people, oh, you know, seriously? all the extra on top ah, of the regular right. unemployment, two days. And the thing is, if I had not gotten fired two days before the pandemic, they probably wouldn't have fired me, which means I probably wouldn't have started trading when I did. Ah. Because it's uh, it's a place that you have mandatory overtime and, and they supply grocery stores with food. So... It, no matter what, the job has to get done, and it runs 24 hours. The job has to get done because you know grocery stores can't go without food. So by the time the pandemic happened, it was shortages and employees everywhere. And on top of that, it was just busy for everybody because of the supply chains, and they're part of the supply chain, like literally. So if I hadn't got fired two days before the pandemic, I don't think I would have got fired, and I don't see how I would have started trading at that time because I would be working like 12 hours a day. And can I ask? Can so I, I ask? Just go- get fired. Can I ask, going back into your story, like, go I mean, ahead, how, cut how, me off whenever, because I ramble, man. How did you go from I'm like, winded, so cut me off? Whenever. How did you go from getting a degree to ending up working in a in a factory stacking pallets? How did, how on earth did that happen? Let's just get a bit of background here. Uh, cause I was one of them type of kids who just coasted through school. 
I didn't I didn't take it too seriously. Um, if it wasn't something having to do with like making money in that moment, I wasn't really taking it too seriously. And I wasn't big into learning then like I am now. Like that's a common story. People go to school, they don't read any of that. And like 10 years later, once they're out of school, they find this like quest for knowledge and information and learning. And that's what happened to me. In school, I could care less about a book. And so I just, I just coasted through. I just did the test. And I was able to coast by with just doing the test and C's get degrees. And so basically when I graduated, they were only hiring, if anybody, the cream of the crop because I graduated in 2009, 2008, 2009 during the great financial crisis. So it went from a booming economy to even people at the top were getting laid off. So I'm sure they were hiring people out of college, just they had plenty more better choices to pick than me. And I, so I was far down the line, so I didn't get any type of position. And what was what did you study in so, college? Uh, business management. Business management. Okay. So and so where did you go from there? What job did you get from there? Uh, from there, my first job I think was at like a call center for a cable company, a cable TV network like um, company here. Okay, and so then you, uh, yeah, you went from there. I'm guessing, you, um, I'm guessing you had a few jobs, right, to, to get to the factory job. What and Man, like I had just, like twenty jobs. Twenty right? jobs. Okay, twenty jobs. And what ultimately at least, got at least, yeah. what ultimately got you fired from the factory job? Man, it's okay. So I was working uh, for a food delivery company called DoorDash here, and doing Uber and stuff like that, just gig economy jobs. And then uh, my my fiance at the time got pregnant she was pregnant okay so i'm still and i've been working on like this entrepreneur journey for like eight years or so or like five years or something um first trying to do like uh shopify and amazon and you know all that whole journey all the inter- make money online businesses and i was still doing that with my fiance she's now my wife when she got pregnant with our first son who's two and a half now i was still driving and doing gig economy work but that wasn't cutting it because I needed money to try to spend on businesses as well as, you know, take care of the family and the driving, uh, doing gig economy jobs wasn't working it. So, uh, I saw this factory, they were hiring, they were hiring and they were paying like $22 an hour or something. So that was a lot, that was more than I was making in those studies. So I took that job and it was like two blocks away from our house. So that's what led me there. It just, it was just convenient and it paid enough to get by for the moment while I was really working on my passion and what I really focused on, which is my own businesses. Right. So it was and, just a means to an end. Okay. And so, so the end was you got fired because you were not very good at it or because you just had no interest in it and you wanted yeah, to get on with I something was, else. Yeah. I, I was, I mean, I would like to say it's cause I had no interest in it, but it's really cause I was just like really bad at it. Like right. I was out of shape. Okay. It was, okay. what you do is you lift like 50 pound boxes all day for like eight to 12 hours or however long they need you. And I smoke cigarettes and everything. So I'm in there. You you like moving. You want to go, go for 12 hours straight. Like, uh, it was just a back break and it was a tough job. I got a okay. lot of respect for those people who do that job for years. Oh, yeah, years. mate. I, it, I've, I was just I've been there. I've done, I've done furniture removal. And I'll tell you what, I was absolutely destroyed by the end of the day. Even like not even the end of the day. I remember like we had to move a police station from one place to another and my hands were so the muscles were gone in my hands that I couldn't even literally lift anything. I couldn't even hold my sandwich at lunchtime. It was just it wasn't for me. But that was when I was like nineteen, so it was a long time ago. Anyway, what I want to find out is you got fired. Why on earth did you decide at that point? COVID pandemic got fired. 
I'm now going to start my trading journey. Why not? Why not the Amazon FBA and all the other things? Spotify, what's or not? Spotify, yeah, um, Shopify, and all those other things. Yeah. Why did you go trading exactly. the one now? Yeah, yeah. Well, Shopify and Amazon, it just wasn't working. It was just bleeding money, and because you had to spend money on advertisements or products or whatever, you had to spend money, and it just wasn't working yet. Like I believe it would have eventually, but it wasn't working. And then the pan. Uh, it was like March 8th, the day I got fired. And the market had already started crashing. And so I look out for signs and guidance from God because, you know, I believe in Jesus, you know, so I believe it's a higher power always watching over us, always guiding us. So I look and I think he speaks to us in different ways. I'm sure he, everybody has got the moments. They're like, that is not a coincidence. That is too crazy. The odds of that happening are so low. I don't think that's a coincidence. I feel like, I feel like you feel connected to something. Somebody's guiding you. So I, uh, all these videos started popping up and I was like, I had, I started trading for the first time. I started trading stocks like six or seven years before that. Okay. Uh, with Tim Sykes, you heard of Tim Sykes? Uh, he's been on my show years ago. He's like, yeah. Uh, he's been on the 52, yeah, you, yeah, that's 52 right. Traders podcast. See. He was on, he was one of the earlier guests. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Uh, I saw you interviewed him. That's right. So, um, he was doing his whole like courses on short and pumping dumps. And so I was like, that makes sense. It's like these garbage companies, people pump it up and you just short it on the way down. I was like, that seems easy enough. But by the time I signed up with them, that whole industry had pretty much been done away with because the SEC cracked down on it. And so there weren't any more really pumping dumps to find that people pumped up and then you could short them easy. And so I was doing some of his other strategies, which would be like smaller, find a good small cap company you know, with some news or something and basically make a news trade or something like that. But that was like 2015 or something. And now looking back, now that I know macro a little bit better, that was in the middle of a sideways, choppy, like basically bad market. It wasn't a bull market. It was like a, either a bear or a sideways market at that time. So the breakout strategy that he taught was always failing. Because break, breakouts was a steady failure. Probably like how it is right now. <laughs> yeah. So um, you got your two-year-old. That uh, didn't work out about there, yeah. six, seven yeah, but, yeah, this is Mateo. Mateo, say hi. Daddy. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Good job. Daddy. Yeah. You can go, hey, I'm listening, I'm listening. Okay, so. Okay, but yeah, all right. So. Yeah, okay, so, 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 yeah, so, so right, so you've traded stocks for a bit, so you traded stocks for a bit, and then uh, you get, you know, that didn't work, so you, you've already had COVID. some, no. you already had some trading, uh, I suppose, insight, you you know, you, you knew what it was all about. Yeah. What got you into, did you go straight back into stocks yeah. or did you go into Forex to start off with? I went into Forex because I found out it was 24 hour market. And uh, with the infant at the time, he was, a, he was a baby. I was like, I need flexibility because I might not be able to do the, the 8.30 to three o'clock for the stock market. <laughs> so I went straight into Forex. Loud, yeah, it's loud. Hey, mama, I went, I went straight into Forex, and uh, I lost a lot of money right away. But the thing is, I went into Forex, like, not knowing what I was doing, so I was, like, learning all the time, and I was, like, devouring videos. And that's about the time when I first found your channel. I was just, like, listening to every video, and I uh, found Wix Don't Lie. I want to shout out them because they really helped me in the beginning. Uh, their YouTube channel and their live streams. Just listening yeah, to the live streams yeah. every morning and uh, like thinking how, trying to see how they think about the markets. And like, honestly, 
the biggest thing that somebody new can do, and I'm still pretty new myself. So I mean, like the biggest thing we can do is listen to other people's stories in the beginning, because because no matter who you are, what strategy you have, from all the interviews I've heard, you're going to lose money at the beginning. And then you're going to lose a little bit less and then you're going to go to break even and then you're going to make a little bit until you finally make a lot. I haven't heard not one person out of hundreds of interviews say anything different than that journey. And so that's the biggest thing that I got from looking at all the your interviews and uh, live streams and everything in the beginning. And so, yeah, I lost a lot of money in the beginning, but I was prepared for it. That's a good that's People a good benchmark. Happened. I like that to, to work out where you are on the journey. So are you at that losing a lot, losing a little, break even, or making a little. And you'll definitely know if you're making a lot. So you don't probably need to know if you're there. You, you'll know if you're there. So, so, um, <laughs> right. so, so okay, right. so, so you lost a lot at the start. I mean, how did that go? You started, moved on to Wix Don't Lie, Raja. I mean, how did that transition? I mean, were you just copying what he was doing on the, on the live streams or just learning? I was just learning how he sees the markets, but at the same time, researching like every strategy I could find out there until I found something that works for my personality. So um, I wasn't copying them. And even as I saw him win like 80% of his trade, I still couldn't bring myself to copy him, even though like statistically speaking, I would <laughs> do all right if I did. I just couldn't because that's not sustainable. That's not like a, you know, you got, I got to learn a trade for myself. Yeah. So, but I would, I would, I still remember some of the first things I learned from them, but yeah, I just took bits and pieces of a whole bunch of different strategies and I put them together to, to what I do now. And so, so if you had to, so what other, I suppose, what other strategies did you, or who, who else did you grab strategies or information from that you found useful? Yeah. Uh, one person is Al Brooks. Ah, Al Brooks, yes, he's, like a, he's a, he's an older gentleman. Yeah. He's been okay. on the show. Okay. Yeah. I found some Okay, cool. Yeah, I don't think I saw that interview, but I should check it out because he he is like he's like the he's very technical. He's all technical. Like he breaks it down. He and okay, the big thing about him is like I move fast, I think fast, I'm impatient. Al trades off the uh two minute charts and three minute charts, and as opposed to Raja and Uncle Ted, they were trading off the thirty minutes. So I'm watching live streams. I'm sitting there watching this one thirty minute candle go, go up and down and waiting for it to close. I'm like, what? I am bored. Like so I I dropped it down to the one minute time frame and I'm just studying the one minute. I'm like, it may be statistically better to do 30 minute or hour or whatever daily and above, but my personality is not gonna work. So it's either I don't trade or I figure out how to trade the one minute charts. That's and interesting. So Al it's, was a big it's part in that. Any anyone else can I'm gonna mention Al in a second, but anyone else? Uh whew. Uh, Raja, Uncle Ted, Al Brooks, uh, man. I mean, and then like uh, Daniel Savage and, and Lambo Raul and them talking about the Fibonacci. So I do a little bit of Fibonacci, but only on the daily time frame or higher. Folks, if you missed out on joining the Trading Nut Funded Cup, don't worry. With over 3,000 traders registered, my sponsors, City Traders Imperium, have decided to run another. But this time, they've promised the prizes will be even bigger and better. Folks, if you want to register for this and show your skills as a trader, click on the link above or the link below the video or in the podcast description. Then sign up for free before 15th of June 2022 and get 10% off any City Traders Imperium product just for entering the competition. Good luck, folks, and we'll see you in the cup. 
Yeah, it's interesting you say Al Brooks because uh, he, he, I mean, he came on the show years ago, and I should probably get him back on. And I think at the time, for whatever reason, he got a lot of flack, and I couldn't understand it because he seemed to be like doing, you know, the right things and and all that sort of stuff. The reality was, the the um, the guy that I learned from, who nobody knows, uh, he absolutely rates Al Brooks, and this guy has got masterclass knowledge. So. Guys, I mean, Al Brooks is a good person to learn from, and I think you know, hearing Steve here mention him as one of the key people to to turn his trading around, it's it sort of adds up, right? So yeah, go on. You moved down from like thirty minutes. You thought, okay, well, I want to go down to the one minute. What happened on the one minute chart? Man, the one minute chart. I got beat up on the one minute chart. I got beat up a lot. What what pair? What pair were you? What pair were you? What pairs were you trading? I tried them all. I tried them all, but I really like US 30 and NAS 100 the best. Like even from the beginning, I, and still to this day, those are my favorite. But at the same time, uh, the thing is, like a lot of people look at NAS 100 and US 30 and say it's so risky, but you can make so much. And it, those are the ones that are known to a lot of people, maybe not ever, everybody, but those are the ones that are known that you can really level up your, your profits and make a lot of money because they move so much. Um, no, maybe not everybody thinks about that, but that's how I used to hear about it and think about it. And until just recently, because I'll tell you about my strategy in a bit, and that's why, but the the markets are only going to move so much within a given period of time, like a day, two days, three days, or a week. So if you're thinking about swinging a trade for like five days or something, um, especially with the currencies, when you break down the, the time frame, you can get a much bigger risk to reward uh higher reward to risk ratio with currencies if you do it right if you if you drop down the time frame if you get in at a certain time and if you're going off the daily for your bigger picture trade so basically i drop down i look at the daily and i have moving averages and support resistant and trend lines so i'm looking for areas of importance you know uh whether it's going to be support or, or resistance and then once it reaches that area and better if i have a confluence uh, of indicators or signals or levels. Um, I drop down to the one time frame once we reach that area. And what I noticed, even from, from the beginning when I was losing a lot of money, is you have to have the bigger picture to know what you're looking for. But once you have that and you know what you're looking for, I can't understand why people ever rag on a one-minute chart. It, I Really, I'm glad because, um, I don't know, I guess if everyone doing it, maybe it wouldn't work how it works, but I, can, I can't understand it. You see what's happening on the one minute a lot easier than you see what's happening on a 30 minute candle. It just looks like a, a big candle. I mean, you have, but if you drop down to one minute, there's a hundred different vari- variations of how that 30 minute candle formed on the one minute. And if you see it enough, granted, you have to do this a lot because I lost a lot of money not <laughs> mm. before having the pattern recognition add up over time. But if you do it enough, there are a lot of variations, but at the same time, there's only so many. Yeah. So if you've seen this one variation of how the one minute is forming and you're at an area of importance, you can see that might be turning around and not just for like a scalp, like in on the one minute, out three minutes later. No, I'm talking about getting in with a one minute stop. So maybe like a three to five pip stop, but your target is on the daily. So maybe a 300 to 500 pip target. Uh, that's, so why that's, your, that, that's, that's why your chart looked uh, looked like you know flat line and then these massive spikes flat line massive spike 
That's ah, mm. that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that last trade that put me over the top. I call it a last trade, but it was really like probably thirty open positions. Um, that was that played out over about a week, give or take. And so, so okay, like we, we'll get into your trading in a second. So, so I just want to sort of finally work out when you transition. So, because two years isn't a long a long time to be going from starting to actually you know, winning a competition of which there were over 3,000 people entered and trading full-time. So how on earth did that transition happen between learning from Raja, uh, Al Brooks, and whoever else to to seeing that break-even turn to profit and turn to big profit? Uh, a lot of pain, a lot of learning lessons, a lot of uh, just still keep showing up. Um. A lot of pain, really. <laughs> talk us through. Talk us through one of those days where take talk us through one of those days where there, there was like you know it was a, a sort of immense pain, and then another day where it was like, I think I got it. Or was there a day when you thought you had it and then you didn't have it? Like later on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, so I'll take you back to uh, 2020, probably about June. Uh, the the indices, the U.S. stock market, had been you know, recovering. So it had gone up a lot already. And at this time, I didn't know anything about macro. I didn't know we were in the middle of a strong bull market. I just knew that it dropped and then it went up a lot. So maybe it's going to drop again. So I was like a perma bear during one of the strongest bull runs in history. Um, but at the same time, even being a perma bear, I was always not always trying to catch the reversal, even from when I first started. And I still do that today. But now, just with more experience, I can actually catch it more. But in the beginning, it was a day that the stock market had dropped like a thousand points. The Dow dropped about a thousand points. And before it had been choppy, it was small moves. It was going up what they call uh, a wall of worry. You no know, markets go up on a wall of worry and they go down on the slope of hope. So it was going up the wall of just uh, teeter totting up, up the wall of worry, right? And then one day it just cracked, it just smacked down. And during that day where it got smacked down, it dropped a thousand points. I'm still trying to trade it like it was the market before. And I'm trying to catch the reversal on a buy. I'm trying to catch a buy reversal the whole thousand point way down. I must have took 30, 40 trades, lost them all. Um, and then I look back at the charts. <laughs> yeah. I look back at the charts and I saw, and I still do that today, by the way. I don't want to act like I'm bigger than that. I still take 30, 40 losses in a row in a day. I just did. Um, but I'll tell you how that works out in a second. So uh, I have put the EMAs on my chart, exponential moving averages on my chart. Now look back at the day. I didn't notice it during the day, but the one minute chart never passed, the, the price never passed the 20 EMA, the freaking 20. It's not like it didn't pass the 200 or something. It didn't pass the 20. <laughs> so there's no way I should have been buying that. And I'm buying it the whole way down. Yeah. And that hit me like a brick. I remember the picture. I took a screenshot of the chart. I was like, if I would have had the simplest strategy of just don't even try a buy unless it crosses the 20 EMA on the one minute, which is not a lot, not asking for a lot, <laughs> crossing the 20 EMA on the one minute, you know, that's, that's very yeah. bearish if it doesn't do that at all. Yeah, 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 that is, it is. So that was a, that was that, that, that was the low, yeah. But you still do that now. You still say you can, you can even have a 20, 30, pip, a 30 losing trade day or... Yeah, series of days. Uh, yeah, I'll show you. Let me pull up my. Uh, I, should, I just had it today, actually. Okay, you go on. Show, show us. To, show us. So, you guys, if you're listening to the podcast, we'll just try and explain this. 
uh if you're watching you the still video. hear me uh see me i just yeah you can still see down. it yeah all right so um have you got today you was a hard uh, don't worry you're not sharing the screen so that's all good no no i wasn't gonna share this screen. Oh, okay sorry go on. My, you're uh, just gonna tell metatrader us. account yeah i just want to it. see the number but okay it doesn't have to be exact all right today was a rough day for me because the thing about my strategy is once the daily chart or weekly gets to that area of strong importance on the higher time frames, I attack it on the one minute and I keep attacking it and I keep attacking it and I keep attacking it. And if I'm wrong, I'm going to be wrong a lot. And if I'm right, I'm going to be right. But you know, I'm going to be right for a lot, but it's going to take a little while to play out. And that's what happened with that last trade. When I went from 70,000 to 97,000, uh, within like a couple of days or my balance did, they would have saw that. But that's because I spent a lot of time tracking, hunting that trade and attacking it when it finally showed up. So it looks like my balance just went up all of a sudden. But and that but that trade was two weeks or more like in the making as far as waiting for it and attacking it once the daily was on the setup. But thing is, sometimes I'm wrong about that <laughs> what it's going to do on the daily, right? But I'm still attacking it on the one minute. So it takes a lot for me to know I'm finally wrong. So today I'm setting up, I'm looking for a long on the indices because they sold off like over 10, 12% in the last few days. Uh, they're overextended, oversold on every, um, every indicator you could think of. There's bullish divergence on the RSI, on the um, breadth indicators, such as like percentage of stocks above their 50 day moving average or percentage of stocks above the 200 day moving average, everything you're showing bullish divergence, you're showing support, you're showing NASDAQ, the weekly chart is on the 200 uh, EMA moving average. There's so much support and confluence right now. Um, and I could go on, there's so much. So I'm attacking it, I'm attacking it, I'm attacking it. And so, so when, you say, when you say you're attacking it, are you, where are you, you know, if you're getting stopped out of these trades, I mean, where's your stop <laughs> on a one minute candle or one minute chart? For the indices, my stop will be like 10 to 30 points, something like that. So it's fairly wide compared um, to the size. So my so stop, compared to the size of a candle, how, how wide would that be? Uh, Like one candle. One candle. I put it below like either the previous candle or the previous two or three one-minute candles, something like that. So I'm only working with about two or three minutes, and then I, I try to get the direction, and then I place a stop. Or I might wait for like a higher high. And then put the uh, stop under that that first higher high, but still you're talking about the size of like one, maybe two candles at most. One or two one minute candles is my stop. Okay, and so so that means like you, so your entry is a market order or is, is it a stop order or limit order? Market, market, market yeah, order. Market, so you're entering yeah. it what I'm the close getting... of a candle, or are you waiting for it to close and then enter, or are you just entering when you see that damn this thing's breaking out? I'm gonna go. It, de it depends. Um, I mean, like, well, it's just a one minute, so candles are closing all the time. So, I mean, some candles are closed, but, like, my entry, I don't, like, say, oh, I'm going to wait for this candle to close, and then I'm going to enter all the time. I might, uh, but I think I really look for it. I do wait because I look for something I call momentum candles. I think it's actually a real term for, like, Mary Bachu or Mary Bo something. It's when uh, you have a, a large candle body. Yeah. You have no lower wick and you have no upper wick, so it's all momentum in that one direction. Okay, yeah, so it's yeah. a candle with no wicks. Yeah, yep. And then I look for another candle to open in that same way, a candle with no wicks. Hopefully, preferably bigger, big bodies as well. 
but at least have no wick. So the mental momentum is all going in that one direction. Right. And that's a big signal I look for on the one minute to, to start to get in and, you know, to get the reversal. So, okay, let's skip back a little bit to, uh, to the time when you sort of thought, damn, I've actually think I've got this thing working. And then when it all fell apart again, because I'm only guessing that it did. <laughs> I'm only guessing that it did where you like that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It kept falling apart and, and keep, it'll still fall apart on a, any given day. It's just that now I'm, I'm more confident about the long run, you know, the numbers playing out over time. Uh, but let's see. At, at, at what, I suppose at what, yeah, okay, go. Yeah, think of an example. And then uh, I sort of want to know what, at what point do you go, I don't think this is going to play out. I've lost 30 trades. Um, I've got to stop. Yeah, I mean, uh, excuse my French, but a lot of times when the market closes, <laughs> when the when the because I trade the indices mostly, so, so when the market closes and I can't trade anymore, that's a lot of times <laughs> what I have to wait for. Not all the time. Sometimes I just close my computer and say, "All right, you got me this time, market. I don't know, maybe I'm wrong in this one. I just close my computer and walk away." Uh, I don't know. It just differs all the time when I get to that point. Okay, so but the next day you will obviously have a new daily. It, it, daily candle and you can go right well what is this telling me on the prior day i can then possibly have yeah. a different bias okay right cool now so so um yeah, yeah. oh i gotta i gotta clarify i gotta clarify um i only do that see i try i trade every day but i only look for the swing trades with the one minute entries i only do that when there is one available and there's not always one available uh, so other times when we're in no man's land we're in between areas i'm just in it i'm in and I'm out once, oh, I didn't say that before. I'm in and I'm going with the one minute trend, which is usually the same as like the 30 minute trend or five minute trend, usually the same as like the slightly higher time frame trends. I draw a trend line, I'm getting in. And as long as it stays within that trend line, I'm going with that trend and I'm getting out when it breaks that trend, that one minute trend line. Right, gotcha. That's what I do when we're in between areas. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that that makes sense. That's perfect. And so, so out of the the two kind of combination of those both both those strategies, what one ends up paying or growing your account your account most? Oof, uh, the the swing trades with the one minute entries because it's such a large influx of cash or profit at one time that it gives you so much more breathing room to take more trades. And that's how it was with the tournament because you only have 5% max drawdown. So if you're going little by little, $1,000 a day, $1,500 a day, it's good. It'll add up over time. But if you get that ten dollars or $15,000 at one time, you like you have a little bit of breathing room. You're like, oh, okay, now I can really hit it because yeah. I've got more drawdown available. So now I can be a little bit more risky. I can add to positions when I think I'm right. So, so that really influx of adding to the balance at one time, I think, grows the account more. Okay, cool. So, um, so at, at, at what point did you, I suppose, really go? This I've cracked this thing. I've cracked it. Uh, just recently, when I found out about. Okay, so you can have which is something you're looking for on the daily or weekly to set up, but. It's hard to know when to get on in one minute unless you have something specific. You can look back on many, many times when it was the time to get in and say, what do these things have in common? And so that's what I did. Like, I'm obsessed with the charts. I'm always looking at the charts, 
my wife doesn't like it too much, but I try to like put it down at some point, but I would just go over the charts. Like when was the time to get in on this daily reversal? What did it show in the one minute? And I'll go back. Okay. On this weekly point of interest where it reversed and then started a whole new trend. Uh, what did it look like on the one minute? Now go back and I'll look and I say, when this breakout happened, what does the one minute say? And I found what I just talked to you about before. It's the momentum candles is what I call them. It's the, the mirror. I don't know the real name for them, but the no wick candles yeah. that are the bigger, the better with no wick. Those are moment. That's momentum going all in one direction. Okay. And so, and so, so, I mean, you've been at home for two years maybe a little bit more with you know you lost your job you're at home for a couple of years so how did you how did you go and like you know you won the you won the trading up funded cup so you got a city traders imperium a hundred thousand dollar funded account what were you doing before that yeah. to to obviously put food on the table for your family and stuff i was driving for uh doordash and uber it's uh food delivery and uh you know uber is yeah yeah so so okay so you weren't so you weren't necessarily like you were trading, but not you weren't earning enough money from the trading to, you know, use it as an income or uh, to support your family and stuff. You still had to uh, supplement that up until yeah. How at, at some point have you like sort of gone? Oh, this is my account. I'm like now growing it consistently, and this is what I'm taking withdrawals from it. Uh, I just barely and only recently reached that level. Just barely be able to do that. Really not fully able to do that, quite honestly. Um, but yeah, I have been only trading and not driving or anything for like only like a couple of weeks now. Okay, so so it is very fresh in terms of you get becoming, you know, this thing working for you. You obviously took out the Trading Up Funded Cup. You got the $100,000 funded account. I mean, have you started trading on that? And has that, are you able to like grow that account now that you're out of the cup? I have started trading and just let me say real quick, I know people say this all the time, but it's very difficult to grow a small account and to make money from trading when you're trying to use that money to pay bills because you could be good at trading, have a good strategy, but everybody knows how mental, how psychological trading is. And so I would not close trades that I should because I wanted a little bit more because I had to pay this bill. I have to pay rent. That just happened to me. Um, I deposited $240 into an account from driving. Uh, within a week, the, the the equity was up at like $2,200. And I didn't close the trade because I wanted to get more out of it because I had to pay rent. So it's very hard. And then, oh, and then it reversed all the way on me, stopped me out. I lost all the $2,200 plus the $240 I deposited. And then not only that, it goes in the damn direction I was going in and it goes there for a whole lot. So the hard part is trying to pay bills and think about the trading at the same time with the same money. Wow, 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 daddy, wow, daddy. Yeah, buddy. Sorry, okay. sorry so, everybody watching. Uh, this is my son. We we don't have anywhere else to put him right now. Just stay focused. I'm focused. I can hear you. I'm listening. I'm, I think we got this thing going. Daddy, daddy, wow, daddy. Cool. Um, yeah, what I was going to ask was. Uh, this is how I trade, too, everybody. Daddy, daddy, uh, this, this is how I trade. So another thing, my wife asked. My wife was like, "We should take him somewhere. We should put him somewhere." I was like, "We could." But at the same time, there might be other people out there with kids. I'm not the only person that has kids, probably trying to trade, and I might, probably might not be the only person 
who has those kids at the house all day. Yeah. I miss trades all the time. Mama. Uh, okay, guys. I'm not going to say I don't get frustrated. I do. Yeah. But, but at the same time, um, there might be other people out there with kids and or they're trying to start a business. This is important because a lot of people use their family as an excuse to play the safe to play it safe and not go for it. Like, I would, but I got to take care of my family. I would, but my family's at home. I can't focus. And I've heard people say this exact thing to me, and they use it as a, a reason to just not stay there and to, like, abandon their family. I'm like, what? No, look, it's possible. If you have kids, even young kids, I'm taking care of them all day, changing poopy diapers. I'm, free. I'm going outside to take them outside. And, you know, God blesses a faithful heart. So don't abandon your family. Don't put success over your family. Put your family first. And I'm trading with him on my lap. I'm like I said, I'm in and now I'm missing trades, but everything ended up working out because God blesses a faithful heart. So stay with your family and just make it happen. No excuses. Awesome. Yeah, look, it is. It is. Uh, I mean, look, you know, I did a lot of this stuff uh, when I had young kids as well, and it, it does make it hard, but it is possible. And if you really want it, you can obviously make it work. Now, um, I want to find out because it's interesting you say about the the twenty two hundred getting up to twenty two hundred and then losing it all. Is that part of the challenge for you? Is trying to work out when do I exit the trade, or do you have a set point at which you want to exit these big mammoth swing trades? Or even the even the small shorter term you time frame nail, trades. Uh, you hit the nail right on the head. Without having a systematic approach, uh, especially the way I trade, the biggest challenge is not getting in the trade and and being in profit on the trade. The biggest challenge I have is knowing when to exit, knowing when to take profit. Yeah. You're right. That's I don't I still don't have an exact answer for you. What I try to do is like try to go by the price action of each day. Since I'm sitting there looking at the one minute chart all day, I get a very good feel of the price action on the day. So you might see, or somebody who trades a daily only and doesn't look at the one minute might see, you know, like for instance, on the, the indices, you see a big red candle today. Like, I don't know how much information people get out of that. They're just looking at that or the 30 minute or the hour. Today, I sat here and trade and watched every one minute candle. So I can see that price doesn't want to sell. If there's sellers, the buyers are scooping it all up. It, every time you get even a one-minute flush, you get you get stopped right away. And that was happening all day. And every now and then, you get a boost of a bullish volume every now and then. So I'm like, wait a second. This thing doesn't want to sell. Not only that, the strongest momentum of the day on like a one-minute, uh, in a one-minute uh, picture, is it, bullish. Every time it goes down, it like shoots back up for like two minutes. And like these candles are strong. So right now... I'm in a long on NAS 100 and US 30 because price today, I could be wrong, obviously, so don't make this trade. <laughs> but I'm just saying to me, it feels like the price action has stalled to the downside and uh, we might see a reversal here on the indices, but do not follow my trades. I'm still learning. I'm still new. I'm just saying, um, yeah, uh, I go by the price action. So if I was in a, a, a sale right now based off the uh, daily on the indices, I would probably have gotten out after this day is what I'm saying. Cause it feels like you know, the tide is changing. Yeah. So I try to, I go by that or if we get to like a real strong level. Righty ho. Okay. So, so it is fairly discretionary. Um, I mean, what, what helped you get out of the, some of the mm-hmm. trades on the trading up fund, the cup then was it the same kind of criteria? Uh, yeah, I just thought the trade just ran out of steam. Just watching the one minutes, uh, looking at the levels I'm at on the daily. Are we at a, a area that, might be 
resistance. I was in by, so I was like, you know, we're, we're at an area that might be resistance. Uh, the the price the price action is not as bullish as it was. Maybe it's like going sideways or something. So it's like if it's out of steam, it's out of steam. It, it doesn't look as bullish as it was before. So I'll just cut it. And and what and what sort of um, mindset does it take to have to be able to lose thirty odd trades in a row? To then hold that big winner. I mean, what 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 did you have to go through to get there? Oh, uh, that's easy. I could tell you because it just happened today. Um, I lost like seventy trades in a row today, um, and that's the thing about my strategy. That's why I would never recommend this. Shit. I would, well, you saw how many trades I had during the competition. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, a lot so, of trades. Yeah, was it two thousand or something? And that's because it it's tons. all. It may be seventy trades. Yeah, uh, seven hundred eighty. Oh, and it may be seventy trades I lost, but it's all on. It's not like I'm taking different trades. I'm going up and I'm going down. I'm, it's all on the same trade. I'm waiting for the same trade. And so what's the thing. And, what's uh, the uh, what's so the... now? I finally, think I got the. I... Sorry, mate. Go on. Go on. Yeah. My bad. My bad. Maybe it's because we're so far away. We're across the yeah, yeah. Way I think it's like no, delay, but yeah. look. Okay, so. <laughs> so yeah, mindset. So, uh, mindset around like I taking seventy got... losses. Yeah. Um, well, I'll tell you exactly what I did. Like I said, it's so fresh. It literally just happened today. Um, I stopped. I closed the computer for a little bit. Uh, and if you believe in God, you believe in Jesus, you have a bit of an advantage. And uh, there's people that I can point you out to in this industry that I can show you that. But I stopped and I said, like, maybe this is God's will that I, I go through this for some reason. It's kind of weird that this is like the worst losing day of my whole career down there like my definitely recently but damn near of my whole career and it just so happily coincidentally happened to line up with the interview today so that's an interesting one okay so i look at that i stopped i put on a good sermon about you know going through trials going through tribulations but still keeping faith that god is in control and you know so i put on a sermon i, I listened to the bible a little bit on the audio bible on youtube i just relaxed i i de-stressed I went away from the screen. Then I felt this nudge to go back. So I opened the screen again. And now I'm seeing it form up a little bit more in the same direction I want to go and the same thing I'm looking for. So I got back in. Uh, I may have lost like two trades before I finally got the entry I wanted. And now, so now I'm in a long uh, with a stop below, pretty much like right at the, the low of the day of yesterday's candle. So I give you guys call follow it and see if it works out. We'll see. Cool. Right. Well, look. Um, so I just want to know. Last, I suppose, the last question. I mean, I, I'm guessing your your win rate is very low. <laughs> I don't think there's no sort of qualms about that. Um, uh, well, that's ha- the thing. That's the thing. Uh, I would have thought that too, but it was 42 percent oh, during yeah, the competition. Too. Why was it so? Why was it 42 percent when you? I mean, how on earth do you lose 70 trades? I mean, not that you did that in the competition, <laughs> but. You know, that means you've got to get 70R, probably 80R if you want to take up your commission and stuff, if not 90R, to get to a a, a profit again from a 70 uh, trade losing streak. I mean, how do you, how do you, um, what what are your winning, what are your winning R levels or numbers? If you get a big win, Uh, how many R's there? Well, let's take it. Well, let's just uh, look at the, I was using $150 risk per trade during the competition. $150 $150 risk on every trade. So if you do the math, I mean, that's a lot of R and during the competition. 
if I made forty seven thousand, I can't. I don't have a calculator right now, but that's like, what's that? I, I don't even know how many are. But if you if you do the math, you know. So I'm, I don't really calculate it off each trade, basically. So I don't know. But like, all right. So there's the two hundred and forty dollar account that I that was at, uh, with over two thousand equity. I was using like ten dollars risk on each trade on that when I when I made that two thousand or whatever time it was. I was using like ten dollars each trade risk, and I made. 2000 so what's that like 200 r in about a week right okay so the, so you're getting some so 200 r so when you say 200 r that's a big r but then mm. on a 70 trade losing streak it's you know you're going to chew up that loss easily right you're going to chew it up yeah. easily even yeah. if like you say you add with the commission it's 100 r that you need to make back and you make it back in one week and you've got your you know you've doubled it so i suppose have you my question to you and i think other guys might actually sort of find this useful is have you ever thought about changing your approach to get out of a trade at say one R and taking more profits along the way and potentially sacrificing that big massive win or is it not sustainable? Do you think you'll still take too many losses to not get over that fifty percent mark to make it profitable? Uh, no, you're right, actually you're right. And I have thought about that because there's been so many times that I've been in profit if I would have closed it when I was up, even not even one R, like five to seven R all the time in profit. And I don't close it, I end up taking a loss on it. That happened today. It was plenty of times I was up, what, at least five, probably actually a few times 10 R I was up on trades. But I'm going for the big one. So you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. I, I, uh, it will probably add up over time and I would have been like successful early and all that yeah i think well, about I'll it tell you what, i mean it sounds like what you should do with your 70 trades is go back and go right had i exited at let's just say 3r of the 70 how many of those would i have well sorry would i have come out profitable what was the r level you would have come out profitable because then you know who knows you could probably just go well maybe i've got a two r strategy and two hours all i need i'm going to win 70 percent of those and make money every single day i don't know just a just a thought, just a thought. Something to leave you with there. Um, hey, look, Steve, uh, yeah. it's been absolute. Oh, actually, no, no. I think I've got. I think I've asked all the questions. Was there anything else you wanted that I haven't asked that you wanted to sort of share with us on the show? Uh, no, man. Just uh, I believe in Jesus. I believe in God. You know, I just want to put that out there as followers of Jesus were instructed to tell the world because uh, I think it's very important. I don't think this life is all it is. I think this is the test for the next life, the eternal life, which is a real life. So if I have to leave anybody with anything, it'd be that because that's what's really most important. Trading is just, I mean, that's just for right now. It's just something I do to make money. Hey folks, ever wonder what broker I use? Well, I use Hanko Trade. It was a no-brainer because I was looking for a broker with good trading conditions and one that wouldn't restrict my leverage. Now, by joining Hanko Trade, I've also cut down my trading costs significantly with their super low commission of just $1 per 100k. You can learn more at hankotrade.com or just click the link I've put in the description. Cool. And um I was going to say I was going to say uh, oh yeah you are going to do a video, charting video for us we're going to work through that so yeah, I don't think you you're used to doing it but you're going to do a charting video so we're going to see what you do in the background which is going to be awesome and I think what I might do is try and get your statement from the uh the trading nut funded cup for the think the guys at city traders imperium have got it mm. and see if we can tie that into the video as well so you guys can actually get to see that so you'll have the whole story there now before we wrap up i mean the i mean i don't even know if you really want people reaching out to you but if you do 
uh, just let them know now how they can do that. Uh, um, yeah, they can. I don't, I don't mind. I'm uh, S D is in David. And my last name Young. My name's Steve Young. So it's S D Young. Then the number two 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 on Twitter or on Instagram. And uh, yeah, maybe I'll put out some videos eventually on YouTube. My name is uh, Biblical Biblical Christian Steve on YouTube. So yeah, I mean, I don't mind if people reach out. Brilliant. All right. Well, look, a big thank you to Steve for sharing with us today. Everything we discussed here, along with those links he just mentioned, are going to be in the show notes on tradingnut.com. Um, to, simply, to find them, simply search for Steve in the search box there on the episodes page. Until next time, I wish all my listeners trading happiness and success. Rightio, folks, there you go. Interview with Steve Dunn and Dustin now. Uh, he's just given me a quick update as to how he's getting on with the account that he's got. So he's got a $100,000 trading account from City Traders Imperium. Uh, he says that he's on track to get his first withdrawal on Thursday next this week, which is going to be quite uh, hefty from what he's saying. He hasn't given me exact figures, but it sounds like he's on track to be making some money off this uh, funding challenge as well. So, guys, if you want to take part in the Trading Up Funder Cup, it is uh, happening in July again. So middle of July is when you want to be registered by. If you're listening to this, go and check it out. There will be a link on the tradingnut.com site or on City Traders Imperium site as well. Uh, also, do remember that we shot a video with Steve after the show here. So go and check that out where he breaks stuff down on a price chart. Goes for quite some time. He walks through his strategy in quite a lot of detail. So you're going to see how he approached this and how he did get these big gains and whether or not that kind of mindset is going to work for you because I think it is a big mindset kind of thing with, with this particular approach. Bearing in mind, it's not his only approach. So he's got a couple of others that he layers in there as well. Uh, last but not least, the Algo Funder Mastermind bot is almost up on the in the Robot Lab on Robot Builders Club. So if you join Robot Builders Club before the 10th of July 2022, you'll get it at the normal price. Once it hits the lab, it's going up and it's going up quite dramatically for the month until the bot is no longer available. You do get the source code. You'll get uh, you'll find out how you how we basically built it um, by seeing the source code. And also, you'll uh, remember the source code's in FX Dreamer, which is drag and drop editor, so very easy to understand. And the other thing is you will get the video on how it works and the instructions for over 90-odd settings as well. So, folks, that's over there on tradingnut.com, and the links are below the video for that as well. Until next time, have a great trading week.